It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fremantle Dockers theme song. Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio out here at Optus Stadium. Cloud clearing in Perth today, building to a top of 29 degrees. Now, thanks to McDonald's, barista-made ice cold drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. We've got Joe Bridie. Joe is the Fremantle Executive General Manager of Football, and he joins us on the show. He's going to be a regular on the show this year, we hope. Joe, welcome. G'day, Duff. Thanks for having me, mate. Looking forward to chatting throughout the year. Yeah, it should be fun, mate, and hopefully we've got a lot of wins to talk about. How did you come out of the game against West Coast on Saturday? Yeah, positive hit out. Always good to get the minutes into the group. Obviously managed a, a fair few players with kind of four or five coming out after half time and another five or six coming out at three-quarter time. So it was good to have that spread across the group. Um, I think we had 41 in total that would have played some form of minutes in the six segments. So, uh, look, from our end, a, a really positive hit out as we kind of progress towards round one. Michael Walters and Jai Amos look like they got knocks on legs. How have they come up? Yeah, both fine. Um, Sonny had a, a knock to his knee, which a little bit sore and pulled up a right, and Jai just had a little issue with his ankle and a bit of jarring. But, again, he's, uh, he's pulled up well, so they'll, uh, they'll both be um, ready to go today and obviously in preparation for... Port Adelaide on, on Friday night. What's your schedule this week, Joe? You, like your normal in-season schedule is to go a couple of days before the game. Do, do you do that or do you go the day before to play Port? Yeah, we'll change it up a little bit this week just in terms of the pre-season and I guess not managing time away you know, a little bit as well and, and seeing what it looks like from a night game. So we'll travel first thing Thursday morning um, and a little bit delayed getting home so we don't get back until about 2 o'clock on, on Saturday afternoon. But you're right, normally we would probably travel um, Wednesday afternoon, but with it being a Friday night fixture, gives us a little bit extra time in Perth to prepare. Um, so we'll just head over the day before and we'll do a captain's run in Adelaide on Thursday afternoon. Obviously, the Eagles are in a rebuild and they do have some injury concerns at the moment. So it's a it's a dress rehearsal for round one, this one, isn't it, against a team that is expected to be there when the whips are cracking in September, Port? Yeah, look, it's, well, look at the West Coast, we won't focus necessarily on them. For us, it was more about making sure that our system and, and processes that we're looking to embed across the pre-season are there uh, in that hit-out. And then, obviously, as you mentioned, um, this will be probably a more structured game with the way the AFL set it up, being aligned to AFL fixturing uh, and the different rules and regulations that we follow. So uh, we can obviously take a, a squad of 26, which starts to have a look at what our, our own one team might look like. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, um, they've obviously been 
are pretty impressive in recent years. Port and the way they go about it, they're a high-pressure team. Love to attacking game plan. They've had some changes in personnel with some players coming in that you might see kind of adjust the way they go about it um, as well. So, yeah, really exciting for our group to test themselves against Port. And as you said, it's a, another step towards round one against uh, Brisbane. Interesting test for your defenders and your small defenders in particular because it sounds like they're going to play Rosie and Horn Francis out of the goal square a little bit and uh, use them as uh, um, speedy small forwards. Yeah, something they like to do. They've obviously got an abundance of pretty impressive inside mids, uh, which they do like to rest rest deep forward. Todd Marshall didn't play last week, so um, when they bring him back into the team, that might adjust how they look to utilise their, their, their mids that they might send um, deep in their forward line. But um, they're both really, really impressive players and, and have um, pretty impressive forward craft. They're definitely something for, for our, our backs to, to monitor. And uh, we've got some, I guess, strong personnel back down there when you look at Luke Ryan and the way Oscar McDonald's gone about since he's arrived. And, and Alex has been really strong and hopefully refreshed only having a, a couple of quarters last weekend. So look forward to seeing how that plays out for sure. Tell us about Oscar McDonald. How pleased were you with him last weekend? And how is Brennan Cox tracking in terms of being available for round one? Yeah, Oscar's been really impressive since he's arrived at the club, to be honest. A really high-caliber person. Um, and he's fitted in seamlessly. And uh, as we saw Brennan go down, it's been great to see that he's kind of slid into that as our second key back. So um, the way he goes about it, I think he had eight balls last weekend and um, just finds a way to get a fist on the ball against his opponent, which as a key defender, that's all you're looking for. And um, he's really engaged and embedded and connected with that, the other back six, which is which is great from office perspective. So it's been great to see how he's arrived at the club and the way he's gone about. Um, putting himself forward for an opportunity in, in the start of the year. Uh, when we talk about Brennan, going really well. He's going to complete on-field running today, um, progressing the way that we would have hoped in his preparations for, for round one um, and still on on track with everything kind of looking good at this point in time to, uh, to be available. There's a lot of excitement about Nathan Fife, and that certainly hasn't diminished after watching him play on Saturday against West Coast. How's his summer been, and what are the expectations for him in terms of how much game time he plays, whether he's a, um, he starts in the middle or do you look at starting him on the bench and bringing him in for, for hit-and-run missions in the middle, if you like? Um, what, what do you expect of him? Yeah, look, I think it'll be a case-by-case case in terms of his load management and and how he's going across the season. Um, I guess if we talk about expectations, we know the calibre of the player. And, and for him, he's obviously had some really frustrating years with the continuity of his body. Um, he's obviously been very open uh, with us, myself and JL, about feeling really good in his body and, and getting the opportunity to really focus solely on his midfield craft and um, having that bigger body around the contest, really, to to provide options and open up, um, I guess, the outside uh, of the contest with some of our younger mids as well. Um, he's a bit of a beast in there in the way in which he goes about it. So we've been really impressed with Nat um, and it's great to see him having some continuity. So he will just continue to play his role um, within our midfield mix and he's been fantastic at doing that. And I think it's just making the others around him walk taller, um, having him out there and even his leadership and communication has been fantastic. So... Um, from our perspective, we just keep building and managing his body in case by case, and, and Nat knows his body better than anyone. He'll keep communicating with us on 
on how he's going. Not just walking taller, but but playing a little bit wider because they're smart midfielders, Caleb Sarong and Andy, and Andy Brasher, and they think they recognise the fact that if they hold a little bit more width, they can get the ball in a little bit more space because Nathan, the thing that stuck out about him on Saturday was the get and give. He wasn't trying to crash through too much. He was just winning the ball and then feeding it to players in more space than he had, which I suspect if he continues to do that and he stays sound, he's going to be a pretty big midfield weapon for you. Yeah, you touched on it. It just gives the opportunity for other players to get to the outside when he's obviously um, getting to, I guess, the, the contest and, and opening up um, different angles from a midfield perspective. And that's been a big focus of that contest method and, and opening up those opportunities and that enables you to get speed on the ball uh, and set up some of those forward half um, attacks on the footy. So from that end, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, he's an asset to the midfield coming in. We know the calibre of the player and the way that he he sets it up and just how strong he is over the ball. Um, I think that we'll continue to utilise. And but he's been great, even the way he's gone about rolling through the defence uh, fifty, and and obviously being an outlet for us at different times as well on the outside himself. So yeah, really pleasing with how he's going. Um, I'm sure Nat's just looking forward to um, putting some consistent games together from his body's perspective. So. I feel like a hypocrite asking you this, Joe, because I've been pushing for Hayden Young to go into the midfield for the back half of last season and most of the summer. But if Nathan is sound, and given yep. when, you, when you look at the depth you have rolling through the midfield and the players who didn't even get on the field until after halftime on Saturday night, is there a case to argue that you can slide Hayden Young back and maybe open up a spot for a Neil Erasmus or a Will Brody in the inside mid-battle? Yeah, and, and to be honest, Duff, that's a great thing for us to have. That competition for spots is one thing, and, and I think that that obviously only makes your players get better in the way they go about it. Um, but then you, you talk to what you were talking about in terms of flexibility. We've seen James Aish go to a half-back line. Obviously, when, when Chappie's fit, we know we've got some flexibility with him, whether he's off half-back or on a wing. Um, we saw Jago Mira play on the wing on the weekend. And uh, Youngie played uh, off half-back in, in the third quarter as well um, on the weekend just gone. So it's going to be about what's the best mix at different times and, and how you approach that. And we know the talent that Hayden provides off half-back and his ability to do that. But we also can see what he's done. As an inside mid, obviously when you've got a left footer provides a flank a little bit different coming out of stoppage as well. So I think when we look at it now, it's, it's one that's just what's the best makeup of our 22 week to week and, and where's, uh, where our players playing their best footy. But it's great to have some flexibility and be able to um, have players kind of coming off half-back, going through midfield or, or whether they're um, playing on a wing or playing inside mid. Um, to have the adaptability is going to be something that's really important to us and, and only assist in that competition for spots across the year. Jeremy Sharp's had an impressive summer for you. Unfortunately, he was ill and couldn't play on the weekend. Will he be on the plane to go to Adelaide? Yeah, we'll finalise the, the travel party with Sharpie. He'll be um, fit to train today. We just He uh, had a fair bit of fatigue um, last week after being a little bit crook. Um, so we'll just need him to get through training today and, and formalise that. So, um, yeah, as you mentioned, he's had a fantastic pre-season and we know what he does um, on the wing. So hopefully he can get through and, and then jump on the, on the plane to Adelaide. It'll be great for the Freer fans to see him. Um, in official capacity playing against another side. So, um, yeah, he's been really impressive, but... He just need to obviously get through his running today because he's had a few days off legs just after being a bit crook. Now, you and I had a discussion about this next bloke uh, when I was down at the Fremantle Media Day a couple of weeks ago, but like the look of him on the weekend when he came onto the field, Josh Draper. 
down back. Tell us a bit about his development. He's just a very, very good mover. Yeah, it's great to see um, for Drapes. Obviously, comes through our NGA um, and a real athlete, um, as you can see with physique. And um, from our point of view, he's just been gradually building down appeal in, in recent years and, and across the preseason, he just looks to have taken another step uh, with his decisiveness and, and composure with the ball. Um, and he's, he's going to be someone that's great to have uh, as another, obviously another key back with his athleticism and ability to take on the game as well. Um, it's something that we think will be an asset in the future and as he continues to build. It's great to see him have an opportunity in the second half with Alex going out to play on a couple of um, key tools from West Coast point of view, and as you mentioned, um, he, was, he was he was impressive on the weekend with the way he rolled off and um, composure in the contest and the way he used the ball. So it was great, great step forward for Josh. Lockie Schultz obviously is a loss, and you miss his pressure as well as his goals. Tell us about Tom Emmett. Is he the guy you would look to replace Lockie Schultz in your forward structure? So I'd probably say it's in a similar vein to the the midfield battle at the moment. We're looking at that kind of seventh forward. Um, is something that we'll obviously continue to kind of look for the different players that can roll through that position at the moment. We've got Tommy who's taking his opportunities and really impressive in a couple of intra-clubs and he was um, impressive on the weekend in the way he obviously provides an outlet and his forward pressure and the way he plays in, in role and shape for our team. Uh, but then you look at the likes of Cooper Simpson uh, has really come in, obviously drafted as a midfielder, but he's really owned um, the opportunity to, to learn his craft as a forward um, his ball used to saying it's really impressive going to the forward half but then you've got Sam Sturt who's coming back from injury with his speed and, and ball use and, and Bailey Banfield we know he's obviously been a really consistent performer as, as one of those um, smaller forwards but also can play tall as well so in terms of the final makeup, it'll be something that will gradually progress through unfortunately Freddie uh, will miss this, this Friday night he's, uh, he's got a very minor a hamstring that We'll see him miss uh, Port Adelaide. So that gives someone else an opportunity to come in against Port later this week and um, another one of the boys that we can have a look at with, with Tommy. So, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely going well. But it's great to see that competition for those uh, smaller half-forward spots down there, for sure. I know you said you haven't finalised the team yet, but would you expect Cooper Simpson to be a chance to play in this game, Joe? He'd be around the squad, that's for sure. He obviously came in... Um, in the, the latter part of the game on the weekend in the second half. Um, so he'll be around that squad. Uh, how, how many we take in the end uh, will formalise over the next 24 hours. Teams don't have to be named until Thursday afternoon. We're obviously flying Thursday morning, so we'll let the boys know tomorrow what that looks like. Uh, but he's definitely been impressive, and, and he's been around the mark and, and in conversations, that's for sure. Joe Bridey, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We, we look forward to talking to you more as the season goes on. And as I said earlier, hopefully we're talking about uh, a, a very successful season for the young Fremantle Dockers. I appreciate it, Duff. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your time. Joe Bridey, he's the Fremantle Executive General Manager of Football. Brought to you thanks to McDonald. Barista made, ice cold. Drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. Now that's coffee fit for an Aussie. We'll take a break and be back with more of Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA.